Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I'm always joined by my wonderful guest, Maria Casillas. Maria, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Good, good. So before we hop into today's topic, I do want to talk about what, and we haven't actually discussed this yet, but I'm going to call this our fee. All right. So oh, okay. this is a free show. We don't pay for advertising. We don't have any advertisers uh, pay us for it. So we do have a fee. And the <laughs> fee is this. One is that if you like what you hear, or if you don't like what you hear, it doesn't matter. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. By doing that, that really helps, uh, you know, push the show out to more people who are looking for this type of show. Uh, so it's very helpful to have a rating and or review. So that's fee number one. Fee number two would be to join our Facebook group, which is also free. Look at that, right? <laughs> but we love to, to be connected to these new coaches that are listening to this podcast um, and, and really just connecting through them through this group and then doing other things in that group that happen. Uh, so Maria told me today, uh, we have like a weekly working session where everyone kind of just hops on Zoom and just works on stuff. And I wasn't able to make it today, but Maria was there today and she told me a story about someone who joined and said that it was really awesome to see her like, quote unquote, in person because she's been <laughs> listening to the podcast for a long time and you know, they work together on stuff and it's just a really good place to collaborate, right? So Absolutely. That's, that's the fee. That's our fee for our show. And the best part of it is that it's free and it only takes a few moments to do. So if you wouldn't mind leaving a review or a rating and also joining our Facebook group, which is New Money Habits Financial Coaches, we would absolutely love to see that. Now, Moving on to the topic that we want to talk about today. Uh, this is something that I've always had, and admittedly, I haven't stayed true to throughout my coaching journey. But as of recently, I have becoming, I have become more true to this, and I've been seeing a lot of benefits, not just to me, but also to uh, the people that I coach. And the topic is centered around the cancellation policy, right? So some of you are like, wait, cancellation policy? What do you mean, right? Well, who would want to cancel? <laughs> that would be a clause in your coaching agreement. And then there's going to be some of you who are listening who go, who go wait, coaching agreement? Right? <laughs> We're going to kind of talk about all of that. But, you know, talk about the coaching agreement, why it's important to have uh, and then really centering in on this clause in the agreement and why that's important to have and how you can actually follow through on this when a client does decide to prematurely step out of your program. So, Maria? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Any sort of feedback on that or should we just jump right in? Well, I'm excited to jump right in. I do think it's, you heard me chuckling in the background because I do think that a lot of people are wondering like, well, what do you mean I have to have this? And and so I think that this is going to be really good in terms of 
giving you guys some like checklist items to make sure that you have these things in place when you are starting to coach people. Now we have said before, and I stick by this, that you don't have to have everything in order before you bring people on and start changing their lives. I absolutely believe that. This is one thing though, that I really think you should have in place before you bring people on. And the reason for that is because it protects you and it protects them as well. So it, it basically, we've talked about boundaries on here before. This is another form of boundaries. It allows you to lay the foundation and draw those boundaries for them so that they know when they are crossing them or when you are crossing them. And so I, th- I think that's why I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about this and and to talk about not just what we do in terms of like not following through or staying true to this but also why we do that what where is that coming from why are we uncomfortable sometimes with that cancellation uh so i wanted to talk about that as well so yeah 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 i i definitely agree like you know there's a lot of things that you don't have to do in order to get started with helping people but this is one that i would not let slip through the cracks uh, yeah. And because, you know what? It doesn't take long. It doesn't. You know, like, I, I think that drafting one up, you might be like, well, where, like, what do I even put into this? Like, what do I even start with kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So there could be like a little bit of, you know, confusion or, you know, it's just a new thing uh, for some people that they have to learn about. Uh, but once you get like a good idea and you start like putting words on paper or words in a, in a, uh, like a document rather, um, it really doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't have to be like this 20 page agreement. Like, you know, mine is one page, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just something short, something simple, but something that gets the point across that protects you and them, like you mentioned. So it is very important. Yeah, I agree. So how, how do you want to do this first, Cody? Should we talk about what to include in that? Or do you want to talk a little bit about your background with maybe not actually enforcing said document. Yeah. I think that it's important to talk about the background first and then we can okay. kind of get into the nitty gritty. Cause I think that, you know, talking about the nitty gritty stuff, like it doesn't come into full context uh, yep. unless we have like an example to, to refer back to. Right. Um, yep. So there, I wanted to talk about this today because I've recently had uh, some experiences as of lately that have caused this to come into my life. Right. Um, so I've been coaching for just about two and a half years, something like that. And I've had my fair share of people need to jump out of coaching or feel like they need to feel like they need to, um, before like the actual, like initial term that we agreed on was met. Right. So for anyone who's a long-term, long-time listener, they know that my initial term is six months, uh, primarily. Not for everybody, but that's the majority of people, right? Um, so this would be this would be something that comes up uh, before six months has has came came about. Maybe it's mm-hmm. three months in, maybe it's a month in, maybe it's four months in. Just somewhere before that six months, right? Can I throw in one more question, like one more qualifier on that? Yeah. You also had mentioned that sometimes they pay in full and sometimes they pay monthly or in payments. And so, uh, when you're, when you're talking about this particular scenario, is this somebody who has paid in full and is canceling early or someone who has not paid in full and is canceling early? So there's two, um, and both of them are, are people who have not paid in full. 
Okay. Uh, so which, before which I feel you like go it's into that, more difficult to navigate through. I agree. I absolutely agree. So could you real quickly talk about the ones? I know you don't have them, but let's talk to our listeners about what if somebody has paid in full and then they cancel? Since that's going to be an easier one to tackle, let's mm-hmm. tackle that first. Uh, so what if you do have somebody who has paid in full, they have not made their entire six-month um, commitment, and now they're saying, you know what, Cody, it's been three months. I'm just not getting what I thought I was going to get. Where do you, where do you go with that? Yeah. Um, you know, at that point, there's there's a few different angles that you need to hit. Um, one is just the, the blatant up front, like, hey, this was in our agreement. If you decide to not show up, that's on you, but you're not going to be getting this back. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, the, that's the blatant one, right? But I think yep. that it's more of like a deeper conversation. Like, you need to figure out, like, okay, like, what's the real reason behind this? And, you know, they'll, they'll come to you with, with certain reasons, like, oh, I don't think that you know, I'm getting much out of this or I have a lot going on in life. That's typically what mine have been. It's never really mm-hmm. been about the coaches or the right. coaching. It's always something, something is going on in their life that they just feel like they can't handle it. Right. Mm-hmm. And typically, I don't want to say all the time, but a lot of the time um, you can work through that. You know, like people, people kind of, they kind of blow things up in their minds, especially when they are going through a hardship in life and they want to just like give up on everything and just allow this thing to take control or, or give up on everything and really focus on only this one thing that's like on fire. Uh, so they like, they, they just want to release everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't do that in life. You know, like that's just not how life works. If we want to actually like live in a winning lifestyle and live in a successful kind of manner, we can't allow life to control us. So mm-hmm. that's something that we, that you need to be a coach about and talk them through that and figure out like, okay, like where is this actually coming from? Why are you actually feeling this way? What can we do to help you work through this versus just like, oh, you're struggling? All right, go, go handle it on your own. Right. Yes. You know? And by the way, you're not getting your money back. Yeah, that that's not very kind. Yeah. <laughs> it's also not very helpful. And that's what we're trying to do is help the individual. So uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with all of those things that you just said. And, and I think that uh, one thing I would just add is that I tell people, I'm going to be there, whether you are or not, because they've already given me an exchange of value. They have given me money and I have offered my time and my, my resources and my expertise. I've offered all of that to them in exchange for that money. And so if there was, you know, two or three months set up and we had set up, you know, that we were going to meet monthly or every other week or whatever it is for that individual, I will still be there. And I let them know that. So if you change your mind, I'm still here for a little, for the time being that we had said. And so I just want to make sure that they know that there is also that, you know, if they have something that happens and they, I think this happens a lot to us. And I always liken things to my children because I see what happens in my life through their, <laughs> through their lens where they just like, it's too much for a moment and they just want to just leave everything alone, but then they're ready to re-engage later. And I think clients have that too, where they just want to leave everything alone for a month and they're just, 
like you said, they just want to throw it all out. But since they can't always do that, when they regroup, it's nice for them to know that we're still here. So, so that's the individual who has paid in full. Now let's get into the tough ones. The individuals who are on payments and are one or two months into it or four months into it and say, I'm just not able to continue. Yeah. So let me, let me first back up a little bit okay, and tell you what I had done in the past, right? So in the past, I've always had some sort of cancellation policy in my agreement. Um, but, you know, early on in, in my coaching journey, when this is, when this has come up, uh, my empathy set in mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm just like, man, like, you know, you, you had this go on or, or whatever. And, you know, like, I really feel for you and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I do want to be here for you. You know, I had that whole conversation with them. Right. Um, but for some reason, they just really, really feel like they can't handle it. Um, they really just want to take things off their plate. Um, and in particular with, with a person who's paying monthly, for example, if they have something um, happen to where maybe they need to move or, or something to where like their, their monthly expenses are going to be rising or maybe mm-hmm. their, uh, their hours get cut at work or something like that. Right. And their income lowers. Right. So that what they're focused on is that number. And they see yep. that the coaching is, is another expense. That's what they feel like in the moment. Uh, so they're like, if I can free this money up, then I will be able to breathe a little bit more. And that's yes. where their headspace is at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of, you know, in the past, I, I was empathetic to that and I tried to keep them on. And so, and if they ultimately said, no, like I really do want to discontinue, then I've just let them go. And that's not, I, I never liked that. Um, one, because, you know, I'm not making the income, but more importantly, like it just doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, 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 I feel like I'm giving up on them. And I know that they're not getting the support that they actually need. And I know that they're not actually learning something valuable, right? And, and that's something that valuable that they need to learn, which is why I have been sticking to my guns uh, over the last couple experiences, um, which has really been within like the last six months. I think I've had two people uh, mm-hmm. want to hop out prematurely in the last six months. Um, the reason that I've been sticking to my guns is because I want people to understand that that's how life works. You know, like if you're going to show up and say that you're going to do something, you can't just back out and give up on yourself because life gets hard. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're never going to win. And if I just say, hey, it's okay, I'll let you off the hook then I'm not actually holding these people accountable. I'm not being a good coach. So by following through and saying, hey, if this is something that you truly, truly feel is best for you, we still need to get this taken care of. Then all of a sudden, it turns into something to where I I do feel like I'm actually giving them some sort of value without actually coaching them. Mm -hmm. Right? And I tell them that. I tell them, I'm like, listen, 
this is not something that I enjoy doing. It's not the reason I got into doing this. Um, and I, and, and, you know, I, I don't feel good about it, but I am going to do this. And, and the reason why is because I want you to feel the lesson of integrity. I want you to feel the lesson of doing the things that you said that you were going to do no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. And if that means that you're not going to go through coaching, that's fine. But at least you're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. You're still going to feel that pain. Yeah. This is going to seem like a tangent. It's not really though. I promise. I just spoke with a client yesterday about her situation. And this is, um, this is not my ideal client in my private practice, but I actually do this uh, voluntarily for a nonprofit. And so this is somebody who is not paying for the coaching, um, but I'm, I'm still showing up for them. And that's important for you to hear because you, because I might speak to and about them a little bit differently. Um, but what we were talking about yesterday was the first time I had met her. And um, <laughs> she was telling me about two loans. And when she explained to me what the loans were, it, it was very interesting to me that this was a shock to her. So the loans were two repoed cars. One of them was hers and one of them was her ex-husband's. And they were unfortunately both in her name. In fact, mm. everything was in her name. And so when the divorce happened, she got stuck with all of his debt as well, mm. which was yeah. unfortunate for her. Uh, but what the part that was shocking for her, and this is where I promise it's not a tangent, is that she said, I voluntarily gave up those cars because I knew I couldn't make the payment anymore. But if I had known that they were going to auction the cars and still come after me for the difference... I might not have done that. And as you're talking, Cody, I can't help but think about that because what you just said was you signed up for this. And even if you're not going to utilize it, you still need to follow through on the payment for it. And with her, she didn't have to pay the full amount that she took out because they were able to auction it off and get part of that paid. But she had to make up that difference for what that loan officer didn't get from the initial transaction. So I think that what you're saying about this being a life lesson is absolutely true. It is a life lesson because it's happening all over us in all sorts of different ways. And we're not being really good coaches and guides if we don't help them see that life lesson, because then they're just going to assume like this other lady did, oh, I could just give it back. I'm not using it anymore. So now I don't have to pay for it. No, that's not quite how life works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, that whole story of like, of uh, making the transition of, of my mindset now, um, that's how I would handle it with, with mm-hmm. these people who, who do hop out, but they're, but they have not paid in full. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if you communicate it with them, with them in that sense to where you're actually coming from a place of of caring because you are, mm-hmm. it's not like you're just out there for the money. Like that, that is the intention behind it is because I care about them. Right. Um, and if you communicate that correctly and thoroughly, and they understand that they will pay you. Um, and it's just a matter of then just taking your next step of like, okay, like setting up some sort of payment plan to pay it off. Um, mm-hmm. and I've found that, you know, I don't ask people like what worked for them. 
you know, like I'm, I'm their financial coach. I know what does work for them. So I just say, mm-hmm. Hey, this is what we're going to do. You know, we're going to start this day. We're going to end this day, or we're going to, you know, do one lump sum and, and two lump sums, like whatever it might be, whatever it makes mm-hmm. the most sense for that individual. And, uh, that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then we just start the process. Right. And I, and I let them know like, Hey, just like you said, you know, if you do decide to change your mind during this, during this period, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. So but that was going to be my next question actually was out of the two people who you're speaking of specifically has either of them. So they, they've both followed through and paid or been on this payment plan. Has either of them said to themselves, you know what? This guy made me pay anyway. I might as well show up for myself and actually do the coaching. Yeah. So, um, the, so there's two in the last six months. Uh, mm-hmm. One had done it kind of later in the process. It was month okay. four. Um, okay. So, you know, she did not come back. Uh, you know, she just paid it and moved on. Um, but then this one that I dealt with probably two weeks ago. It, in fact, it was two weeks ago. He was only about a month and a half in. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And he was also my premium package, which is my higher end package. Mm. Uh, and also, don't you have on that, I'm just remembering from, from months and months ago, don't you have a 30-day return on that? Like, guarantee? Yep. So are you telling me that this gentleman missed that by, yep. like, two weeks? Yep. Wow. Yep. Was that just disorganization? <laughs> I mean, it's another good life lesson, right? I've got to guarantee. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to go into this individual, but he um, he had some stuff he needs to work through. And that's, that's why I wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. I felt very called to help him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, as I learned, uh, he just wasn't wanting to help himself. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I could have vetted that better on my end, um, but you know, I I not perfect. You know, there's of there's course. things that we no. miss, right? And that's just <laughs> yes. things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he missed the termination guarantee by like I think it was like three weeks, uh, wow, like real time. Mm-hmm. And I still was just like, okay, well, this is what we have to do. And I I told him I was like, listen it makes more sense for you to just continue because you're going to have support. Right. I was like, on my end, it actually benefits me more for you to stop because I don't have to put the work in. Right. But here I am telling you that like, I want you to continue because I, you know, I'm just putting more work on my plate. So like, Mm -hmm. I think that that kind of speaks volumes and he was like, yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, yeah, you know, I'll be curious to find that out later too. Yeah, you know, like I mentioned, this happened about two weeks ago. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, if he decides to come back in like, you know, a month and a half, and that would have been the the four mar- month marker, uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just say, okay, cool. Like we're going to pick up where we left off kind of thing. No, and no, you give him the next two months. Like, no, like you have two months left. Yep. And then we're going to continue yeah. beyond that if you if, if we see it's makes sense. Right. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. I'm intrigued by that though. And we won't go into it because that would be a a major tangent, but I am very intrigued by the fact that he missed that by three weeks. It's almost as if 
it's like the in the inner child's at like crying out like I really do want to do this but I don't know what to do and so you know he's going to sabotage but not early enough to actually get his money back so that's very very intriguing to me um, like I said we won't we won't get into that but uh, thank you for sharing those two examples that's really really fantastic um, now that you've been doing it uh, I'm curious to know what do you think was stopping you from doing that before. Yeah, um, the thing that was stopping me from doing it before, I think, is two things. One, like I mentioned before, is that, you know, I was just very empathetic to people's situations, and I, I didn't want to be a burden, you know, like, yeah, that was, that was a, a good big word. thing. Uh, but I also, I also, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest with myself, uh, it, it's just a little scary, you know, because, like, you're... As coaches, and especially myself, the way I kind of market myself is that, hey, I'm here to help you with your money, right? And, um, you know, that's what, fi- that's what financial coaches do. And if you get into a place to where, like, someone is six weeks or seven weeks into your six-month program and they have to drop out and you tell them that they're still on the hook, well, they could very easily look at that and be like, well, this actually turned into something that I regret because like I didn't actually get that help and I still had to pay for it. So I feel like I just got like bamboozled kind of thing. And, you know, they could, they could go off and say something about that online. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, that's a fear, especially in like today's world, like you can't hide anything. Right. Yeah. In the world Um, of Yelp. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I have Mm -hmm. to have enough courage to know that what I'm doing is the right thing and not, not for me, but the right thing for them. And it's not my decision to do this. It's ultimately their decision because I'm saying, Hey, I'm still showing up for you. It's not my fault that you're not showing up for yourself. Yeah. Agreed. There was an insight that came up when I was talking with somebody about um, her ability to set boundaries with her family. And it was this idea of tough love. And I said, you know, a lot of times when we hear the words tough love, we think that it's us being tough on the person that we love. And that's what, that's where the definition is. But as I was talking to her, I had this amazing epiphany where it was like, no, it's because it's tough for us to do that kind of love for that Mm -hmm. individual. And, and that I think is kind of what you're describing right now is it's tough for us to do that for the individual out out of fear and and all of that, not just for ourselves and our own ego, but also it's tough to love and coach them well and to know that this it might not always feel great. It's not all you know sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. Like there there is some some dirt involved in some of this. Um, and so I love that you're able to see that and able to recognize it and, and just call yourself out on it and say, mm-hmm. I'm not actually coaching them well by absolutely letting them off the hook. So yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So now that we have this foundational understanding of why it is so important to actually follow through with our cancellation policies and our, like our contract stuff, how do we even build it to begin with so that we know what we're following through on? Where do we start with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, every, per, every coach's agreement is going to look different from the next coach. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. But I do think that having something like this in your 
agreement is very, very crucial. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, what I could do is I could just read off like what mine says. I don't know if that would be helpful or not, but I mean, what do you well, think? Well, even if we don't read off everything, because I have one in front of myself as well, um, we could certainly touch on some of the points that are in there if you yeah. don't want to read it all sure. off. Sure. Um, before mean- you do that, I will say that, especially to your point of everybody's looks different, um, I have kind of a template for mine, but I like to individualize every single one for my client. Now, that doesn't sound very time efficient, <laughs> um, and but what, just know when I say that the template is a pretty solid template. You know, I I can customize each one um, pretty quickly, so it's not it's not as time consuming as it sounds. Uh, but to me, that's really important because when I have this individual reading this contract, I want them to know that I wrote it for them. So I actually have a process where I give them kind of like. Um, almost like a proposal. I don't know if that's the best word to say, but when I say I want to work with them, especially for the higher end clients, to me, I'm like, I want to let them know what it is that that I have to bring and what they are offering or what I'm offering to them, what they'll receive from that. And a lot of times that's not dollar for session. It's, It's the results that they're trying to get. And so during my initial consultation, I've done the work of finding out what it is that they actually want. So in this proposal, I make sure that I identify those things for them. And then when they say yes, my uh, coaching contract and invoice is kind of combined and it is a reflection. Like it almost looks like it's exactly the same document. It looks so, so similar, but there are some of these um, specific nuances in there that let them know they are signing on to a contract and that they are paying for this amount and da 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 da, right? Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there because it will look different for everybody, but mine actually look different for the person who pays in full versus the person who is going to make payments. So that cancellation policy is actually very different in one than it is the other because it says that they're not going to get their money back, whereas the other one, it doesn't say you're not going to get your money back. It's going to indicate that they must continue to pay even if they don't stay, right? So with all that being said, go ahead and start reading some of the tenants that are in yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine's only two sentences. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll, I'll just read it. Um, yeah. So, so mine says, in the event of cancellation prior to completing the six-month coaching term, you agree that you are responsible for 100% of the remaining terms payments. If there is a death, loss of job or career, major life event, or act of God, you and your coach can work out other options or if it makes sense to terminate the relationship without further compensation that can be agreed upon. Right? So I do leave some wiggle room. I do. I was going to say, I actually really like that last part. You are still very empathetic for sure, but your understanding of, of human life, like you, right. you realize that, you know, you're not, not just going to be a jerk. That's you know, right. like you're, you're not, but it has to be something that we both are like, Hey, like this is definitely a circumstance that mm-hmm. like, it does make sense for mm-hmm. you to, to pause. Yeah. Um, well, even life insurance policies say they're not going to pay out and they like, active war, you know, stuff right. like that. So, so we all have to have <laughs> something that, that protects us. I get right. it. Yeah. But you know, that, that covers things like, oh, I had this extra expense come up. I, you know, got my hours cut back or, you know, like whatnot, right? Like it covers that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, to where it's just like, Hey, like that's, that's not covered in 
in the cancellation policy. Right. Uh, so, you know, and I, and I, I do a hundred percent. I don't do 50% or anything like that. That's what I did when I first started. But then, mm-hmm. you know, I had a few bad experiences and I was like, no, I'm, I'm doing a hundred percent. Yeah. And so what I love, what I love about that throwing in a hundred percent is they know going into it that they're on the hook for a hundred percent. I think, and I don't know your actual bad experiences, but I'm willing to guess that when you had 50% written into there, it actually gave those clients some permission to back out early on purpose. It did. You know? and, and I noticed that and that's why I changed it to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's actually very, very smart. I love that. Um, so do you have it like just written somewhere and they have to sign or do you have like specific statements that they have to initial and then sign? Yeah. Um, I just, like, like I mentioned, my agreement is short, you know, it's, it's one page. So, you know, I just have the one page and I have a signature and date and that's it. Yeah. So, but that particular clause is just part of the one page, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, I think one, one nuance that I have that's a little bit different is that if there are things like that, that I want to make sure, because in this world of, we just sign everything, uh, you know, like when you open up Apple <laughs> and it says, do you agree to the terms and conditions? And they give you like 400 pages to read. No one ever reads those things. Mm-hmm. And so we've just gotten so used to signing things without really thinking about them. So if there is a statement like that in my thing that I really want to make sure I draw their attention to, I do have a slight little like line next to it where I ask them to initial so that they are absolutely reading. I know they're reading that. Um, obviously, when you're talking about legal stuff contractually, you have their signature. And so it's, it's legally binding and all that. But because of why we're doing what we're doing, I want to make sure they actually read it so that they're seeing that hundred percent, not a 50%, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually initial that little statement in mind before signing the entire page. That's um, so really as, good, yeah. as, as people are listening, you know, if you get these different ideas, make it your own, do the things that you want to do, but just, we want to make sure you're hearing what it is that we are, we're doing as well. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think one other thing that I do a little bit differently is um, when they choose the payment structure, the payment plan, I actually have that from, remember I said that I do a proposal and then this looks very similar to it. I actually reprint that payment plan or re put it in the um, contract for them with it circled on the one that they said they wanted so that they are able to see like line by line what it was. And they initial that as well, that page <laughs> that, that they are agreeing to that particular payment plan. Um, so that is just a page that is initialed. And then uh, I have another page that initials some of those statements and then they sign the entire thing. Uh, one thing that we haven't talked about and this is because we were talking about the cancellation policy, but since we're talking about the contract right now, I just want to throw in there one other statement that I have is that um, I release this company of any legal claim, suit, or action for damage. I just want to throw that in there uh, because you just we are we're dealing with people and their money and their emotions, and when things get really really hard for us, it's really easy to blame other people. And I just know that as coaches, if you're listening today, you're a very vulnerable person when it comes to being blamed for something like this. And while this might not be something that necessarily holds up in court, you know, it's something that at least I am having them initial and saying they're not going to come after me 
for any wrongdoing. Uh, now, granted, I have to make sure that I'm not doing any wrong, but I don't want them to make a financial decision that goes wrong and then them come back and say, well, that was your decision because I don't make those decisions for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that if you're listening today, you hear that, make sure you have somewhere in your contract that at least says something legal about it, but don't go all crazy legalese lawyer on them because they're not going to read it anyway. Yep. So, yep. That's really important. So I do have one last question before okay. we wrap this up. Yeah. How do you handle a situation to where you enforce this policy and the person says, well, I'm not paying it? That's a really, really good question. Um, I admittedly have gone mostly to them paying up front. <laughs> and so, so I haven't had that happen super recently. But let's dissect it a little bit. What would be a good way to handle that? Um, so they say, so we've done all the coaching stuff. We've, we've helped them realize that they're, you know, not going to pay or that they're not going to get the value, all of the things that you just talked about. And you're saying that they just say, yeah, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I suppose it depends on how much groundwork you did in the beginning. So if you have something like this in writing, I would remind them of that, that they put in writing. And I mean, I don't, I also am not comfortable (laughs) with, with a lot of confrontation, if I'm being totally honest. So I don't think I would love to, you know, pull the the lawyer hand, that lever. It's never come to that for me yet. Now, are there people out there who will do that quite probably? I mean, I'm sure that there are. Yeah. Um, it's never happened to me either, but yeah, well, I think part it is because we're vetting that, like, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And you know, it's never happened to us. I hope it never happens to us. Um, you know, obviously I hope that people just don't drop out of our programs. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but you know, I do think that it is worth like asking that question because it's like, this does happen. It's not impossible. Yeah. Right. I think if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I would probably have to decide what it's worth to me Yeah. to pursue it. Yeah. And I don't know that it would be worth my time and energy to pursue it <laughs> because of all of the negative time and energy that's going to come along with that. And so yep. on, the, on the spot, I probably wouldn't go after them. I would do all the things we just talked about. I would remind them of the written thing. I would, you know, let them know that, you know, legally I, I could come and, and ask for it. Maybe even send them an invoice once in a while. You know, I might do that. Um, but after a few months of doing that, if they're just ghosting and, and just being I probably wouldn't go crazy mm-hmm. trying to get because it's no amount of money is worth that negative energy to me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you said that because, you know, it does depend on the person. Uh, and what I mean is, is the coach. Yeah. It depends on how badly you want it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could be the type of person that's like, no, like I want that money. So I'm going after you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that you're in the wrong for that. I think that you have grounds to do that. Uh, but me personally, 
yeah, it's just, I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, I, like, I'll put that front of like, hey, like, no, like, this is what we're doing, blah, blah, right? Mm-hmm. But if there's a lot of pushback, if there's some pushback, yeah, I'll, I'll step into it, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's like very clear that this is not happening um, to the point to where I'm, I don't have any other options, I don't have anything that I could say that could change their mind, uh, then I just don't want to deal with it either, you know, because because to me, it will turn into something that will, it will have me resent the coaching relationship with my clients. Right, right. My other it will, yeah, it, yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you just threw that last caveat in there because it would have you resent the coaching relationship, yes, but with other clients, like that's the whole thing. Like it will ruin how you're feeling while you're working with other people. And that's not fair to them because then you're not showing up in, in a way that is super powerful for them. So I think that's exactly what I mean by that whole energy thing. If it, if it creates this negative energy around coaching in general, it's like, Oh, that that's not good for me. And it's certainly not good for the people that I'm working with. I also think too, that it's a great lesson for us. And I think it's really fantastic that neither of us have that. Uh, because it probably does say that we have done a pretty decent job of vetting people in the beginning. Um, I think you can, you, as you're talking to people about integrity, like I use words like uh, empowered decision. I use words like um, mutual respect. In my in my contract, I actually call it mutual respect. So I will respect you by doing this, and I ask that you respect me by doing this. And so you're setting things up in a way where you're using values as the groundwork, not just dollars. And right. I think that that's a really important thing. And, and I, we must be doing a pretty decent job of that. Having said that, if this has happened to you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you didn't do a good job uh, vetting people. There are some really great scam artists out there who can, who can really go, you know, just crazy. Um, but when you're talking one-to-one coaching, you're probably going to get a little bit of a vibe from somebody mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe if you do get that vibe, Maybe that's the type of individual that you don't even offer a payment plan to. Right. You know, that could actually be some way of, of um, getting around that because in the, if they're saying, no, I can't, I won't, I won't pay that in full. I'm sorry. I don't have any, any room for other clients right now. <laughs> I don't have room for monthly clients that aren't, aren't going to show up. You know, yep. you can definitely draw that boundary. So fantastic question. Talk about putting us on the hot seat. Both yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for bringing this topic to the table, Cody. It's always um, it's always good to talk about these things that we know is happening for other people, uh, things that are happening in our businesses right now, and and some things that are just not cut and dry and not always you know black and white. So uh, I appreciate you doing that. Of course, always up for a good discussion. Fantastic. Well, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. We would love your feedback. If you think we are way off the rails with this, feel free to let us know that. We're always open to that, especially in the Facebook group. Um, But if you got some really great value from this and you're like, you know what? I love these ideas. We would love for you to share that with us there too. We definitely have 
we open ourselves to say, hey, you want to schedule a call with us and let us know, hey, I've got this contract. Would you mind just looking over it? We're not lawyers. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> but we wouldn't mind looking over some of that stuff with you. So definitely feel free to do that. I believe that in the show notes, you can just click the link and schedule a call with myself or Cody or any of the other new money habits uh, coaches for that matter. And we'd love to have you do that. All right, you guys, we will see you next week. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.